ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد once again I welcome all of you we're going to continue tonight reading from the book of our beloved Sheikh Abdul Muhsin bin Hamad al-Abbad al-Badr hafidhullah tafsir al-nasik bi ahkam al-manasik ala daw al-kitab wal-sunnah wal-ma'turi an al-sahab now we're still taking this classes about Hajj al-Umrah another chapter wujub al-Hajj al-Umrah in the end of the last class we uh, start this chapter that performing Hajj al-Umrah is obligatory once in a lifetime. Likewise, the Shaykh says, unless if a person take an oath or a vow to perform Hajj al-Umrah, then it becomes obligatory upon them to fulfill that oath. And he mentioned the Ayah 196 in Surah Al-Baqarah and the Ayah 97 in Surah Al-Imran that as a proof that the Hajj is obligatory. That's from the book of Allah and from the Sunnah. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bunya islamu ala khams shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammad al-rasulullah wa iqami salah wa yita'i zakat wa al-hajj wa sami ramadan rawa al-bukhara muslim and abdullah ibn umar radiyallahu anhuma. And now we continue the shaykh mentioned the hadith. The hadith there is in Sahih, Muslim, in Sahih Bukhari, in Sahih Muslim, on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Islam is built upon five, to bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped, except Allah alone, and to bear witness that Muhammad is his servant and a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa to establish the prayer, to pay the zakat, and to anhaj, and psalm fast in Ramadan. وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث جبريل المشهور الإسلام أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتصوم رمضان وتحج البيت إن استطعت إليه سبيلا رواه مسلم العمر والخطاب رضي الله عنه أرزون الحديث لسكليك بالإمام المسلم الصحيح عند أفارتي عمر والخطاب رضي الله عنه عند حديث جبريل the famous حديث جبريل when he asked the Prophet ﷺ about Islam, the Prophet ﷺ said, Islam, that you be witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah ﷺ, to establish the prayer, to give the zakat, to fast Ramadan, and to perform the hajj to the house of Allah if you have, if you are able to do so. وَلِحَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ The Shaykh, he mentioned another hadith of Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه قال, خطبنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال أيها الناس قد فرد عليكم الحج فحجوا فقال رجل أكل عام يا رسول الله فسكت حتى قالها ثلاثا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو قلت نعم لوجبت ولم استطعتم الحديث أخرجه مسلم يسنس أوصى بكتب الحديث الذي صحيح مسلم عند أثارتي أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه يسنس once the Messenger of Allah وسلم, delivered his sermons and he says, O people, Hajj has been made obligatory upon you, so perform Hajj. A man said, Every year, O Messenger of Allah, the Prophet remained quiet until the man repeated that three times. Then the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he says, If I said yes, will become binding upon you to perform Hajj once a year and you will not be able to do so. قال الشيخ وقد أجمع المسلمون على وجوب الحج على من توفرت فيه شروطه He says and the Muslims after he mentioned the Shaykh the ayah from the ayat from the Quran and also these narrations he says also the Muslims they have agreement consensus, total consensus that performing Hajj 
is obligatory upon anyone that fulfilled the conditions. That fulfilled the conditions of Hajj. As for the Umrah, it is obligatory as well to perform Umrah once in your lifetime. He says, and the proof is these narrations. Number one, and Aisha radiallahu anha qalat. Qultu ya Rasulullah, hal ala nisa'i min jihad? Qala na'am, alayhinna jihadu la qitala fiha al-hajj wal-umrah. Rawahu Ahmed, Ibn Majah. وابن خزيمة إسمه عند الإمام أحمد وابن ماجة على صد الشيخين عند عثارتي في عائشة رضي الله عنها she said I said oh messenger of Allah is there any jihad upon the women he says yes there is a jihad upon them but does not involve any fighting it is حج an Umrah, Hajj an Umrah. Collect the Imam Ahmad, Ibn Majah, Ibn Khuzaymah, and the Isnad in Imam Ahmad is one Ibn Majah. They say it is on the conditions of Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim. وقال Ibn Khuzaymah عقب إخراج الحديث في قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم عليهن الجهاد لا قتل فيه ويعلمه أن الجهاد الذي عليهن الحج والعمرة بيان أن العمرة واجبة الحج. الظاهر قوله عليهن أنه واجب. إذ غير جائز أن يقال على المرء ما هو تطوع غير واجب. ابن خزيمة يمنشن after he introduces this hadith he says this is an indication yes that عمره is obligatory likewise as حج. because the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is upon them upon the women so if that's why it is obligatory. The second hadith, قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث جبريل عن عمر رضي الله عنه الإسلام أن تشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا رسول الله وأن تقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتحج وتعتمر وتغتسل من الجنابة وأن تتم الوضوء وأن تتم الوضوء وتصوم رمضان رواه ابن خزيمة بإسناد صحيح رجاله ثقات والدار قطني وقال إسناد ثابت صحيح. يمكن ذي حديث تحديد جبريل. فما نادى الراوت ذي حديث جبريل فما عمر رضي الله عنه. that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he says Islam is that you bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. you establish the prayer, you give the zakat, you perform Hajj and Umrah. And you perform ghusl from janaba, and you perfect the wudu, and you fast Ramadan. This narration is called by Ibn Khuzayma, with a chain of narration that is sound. To all those men are trustworthy of the chain of narration. And Imam al Qutni also collected this narration with these additions, and he said that the Isnad Thabit Sahih, that the chain of narration of this. The man in this chain of narration, this chain is firm and is sound. The third hadith, still the Shaykh bringing the hadith that shows that Umrah performing Umrah once a lifetime is obligatory as well. And Abi Razin al Uqayli radiallahu anhu anahu atan nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa faqal, Ya Rasulallah, inna abi shaykhun kabirun la yastatiru al hajja wa al umrah wa al dhan, qala hajja an abika wa atamir. رواه الترمذي وقال هذا حديث حسن صحيح وهو على شرط مسلم. نظر حديث أبي رزين العقيلي رضي الله عنه. He came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and said, O Messenger of Allah, verily my father is an old man and he cannot perform Hajj and Umrah because he cannot ride on a camel, he can't travel. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم says, perform Hajj on your father and perform Umrah on your father. On behalf of your father. The fourth hadith and the last one here. Ali Subay ibn Ma'bad, Anahu Qala li Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, Ya Amir al-Mu'minin, Inni kuntu rajulan a'rabiyan nasraniyan, wa inni aslamtu, wa ana harisun ala al-jihad. This is on the authority of al-Subay ibn Ma'bad. That he said to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, 
O Amir al-Mu'mineen. Indeed, I was a, an Arabi man and I was a Christian. And I became Muslim. وَأَنَا حَرِيثٌ عَلَى الْجِهَادِ I want to participate in jihad. وَإِنِّي وَجَدْتُ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ مَكْتُوبَيْنِ عَلَيَّ But in the same way, I want to go on an expedition, but I find out that Hajj and Umrah are obligatory upon me to perform. فَأَتَيْتُ رَجُلًا مِنْ قَوْمِ فَقَالَ لِي إِجْمَعْهُمَا وَذْبَحْ مَا تَيْسَرَ مِنْ الْهَدِي وَإِنِّي أَهْلَلْتُ بِهِمَا مَعَنِي he said, so I, come, I, I went to a, a man from my people and he said to me, combine the two, Hajj and Umrah, and slaughter whatever you can, meaning animal you can, meaning camel or cow or, 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 or sheep. He said to Umar, so this is my intention. Um, I made my intention to perform both in one trip, Hajj and Umrah. فَقَالَ لِعُمَرْ هُدِيتَ لِسُنَّةِ نَبِيِّكَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Umar, when he heard this man, he said to him, you've been guided, of course, by Allah, to the sunnah of your Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. رواه أبو داود بإسناد صحيح على شرط البخاري المسلم. This colloquial Imam Abu Dawud, with the chain of his nadar is sahih. After this, now we go to Shurutul Hajji Wal Umrah, another chapter. Shurutul Hajji Wal Umrah. There are certain conditions that make Hajj obligatory upon the people and Umrah as well. For this, the Shaykh says, Al Hajj Wal Umrah Tu Wajibani Ala Kulli Muslimin. عاقل بالغ حر قادر Five conditions that Shaykh mentioned. He says, Hajj and Umrah become obligatory upon every Muslim. See, that's the first condition. Number two, عاقل Someone who has a right mind. بالغ Reach the age of puberty. حر Free person. Qadir, able to perform Hajj. These are five conditions the Shaykh mentioned. But the woman have a sixth condition. Beside this, she have a sixth condition. What is it? That the woman, she should have a mahram. A mahram that performed the hajj with her. Not a mahram that signed a paper for her, like certain people do. Not a mahram that take her to the airport and go back home. Not a mahram that find her some people and he said, I trust these brothers, just go with them. No, the mahram who go with her, travel with her, perform hajj with her, and come back with her. So the women have to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they should uh, obey Allah and obey His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The shaykh is going to mention in details later on about this matter, inshallah. Then he says, فَالْكَافِرْ لَا يُؤْمَرُ بِالْحَجِّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ قَبْلَ إِسْلَامِ وَلَا يَسَحَّانِ مِنْهُ لَوْ فَعَلَهُمَا So therefore the kafir, the non-Muslim, is not to be commanded to perform hajj nor umrah before, before Islam, before he became Muslim. And even if he performed them, they will not be accepted from him. بل هو مأمور بالأصول وهي الإيمان وبالفروع تبلعا للأصول على القول الصحيح في مسألة خطاب الكفار بفروع الشريعة He says rather the non-Muslim they are commanded first to establish the principles which is Iman in Allah because if they are kuffar and pray or fast or make hajj won't be accepted from them they have to believe in Allah, to believe in the 
in the in the art, uh, articles of iman and the like and then the other actions of worship will follow the iman and this is because this is the due to the soundest of opinion as related to the kuffar establishing the furu' of a sharia He says, because of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Fussilat, verse 6 and 7, And woe to the polytheists, those who do not give the zakat, while they disbelieve and deny the hereafter. And also, the the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us about about the kuffar those who enter into the the hellfire or actually when they were asked what made them uh, enter the hellfire and they mentioned the reasons what are the reasons, the actions that made them uh, go into the hellfire? They say, "Qalu lam naku min al-musallin, wa lam naku nutaim al-miskin, wa kunna nakhulu ma al-shaidin, wa kunna nukadhiu biyom al-din, hatta atan al-yaqin." The ayat in Surah Al-Mudathir. From the ayah 42 until 47. What has caused you to enter hell? They will say, we were not of those who used to offer their prayers. Nor we used to feed the poor. And we used to talk falsehood. All that which is, which Allah hates with vain talkers. And we used to belie the day of recompense. Until there came to us death that is certain you know, Sheikh, he mentioned something about it's not about the Hajj about uh, more details as related to uh, the people here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ayat ad- address the, the tells us about the disbelievers that uh, they, as related to the pillars of Islam, as related to the salat, zakat, and the like. قال الشيخ والمجنون لا يؤمر بالحج والعمرة ولا يصحان منه لو أتى بهما لفقده عقله. Sheikh says the majnoon, the crazy person who is crazy, okay, is not to be commanded to perform hajj or umrah. And even if he performed them, they will not be sound. Because he's missing his intellect, faculties of intellect. The Prophet said, The pen is lifted upon three. But the angels do not write upon these people. The one who is asleep until he wakes up. The child until he reaches the puberty. وعن المجنون حتى يعقل and the crazy person the insane until he if he regain his faculty of mind and his intellect والصبي والعبد لا يجيبان عليهما ولو فعلاهما صح نفلا وأجر من حج بهما as for the child and the slave, both of them, Hajj and Umrah, are not obligatory upon them. But if the Muslim child and a Muslim slave, they perform the Hajj and Umrah, they are accepted from them as an optional act of worship. And the one who took care of them while they were performing the Hajj and Umrah will be rewarded for that. So if a person have the ability to take a child, that child who didn't reach the age of puberty yet, Allah will accept from them 
the Hajj or Umrah as an optional act. The ulama they say as the Sheikh will say, but when they when they grow up, they will they have to make it. And the one who took them will get rewarded. The Hadith Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma قال because if the Hadith Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma who said. رفعت امرأة صبيا لها فقالت يا رسول الله علي هذا حج قال نعم ولك أجر كذب ذي الحديث يذكر لك بالإمام مسلم الإمام البخاري لا جس إمام مسلم جس بكذب الحديث صحيح مسلم a woman picked up a boy a boy and she said to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Oh Messenger of Allah, is this one have a hajj? He said yes. And your reward, you have a reward for bringing him. In Sayyid al-Bukhari, we have another hadith on Sayyid ibn Yazid, radiallahu anhu, maqal hujja bi ma'a Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wa ana ibn sab'i In Sayyid al-Bukhari now, on the authority of Sayyid ibn Yazid, radiallahu anhu, who says, I was taken to Hajj with the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu while I was seven years. I was taken, maybe his father took him. While I was seven years old. وَلَا يُجْزِيهُمَا عَنْ حِجَّةِ الْإِسْلَامِ Now here, remember, the Shaykh mentioned that the child who didn't reach the age of puberty yet and the slave if they made hajj, it is accepted as an optional. But it does not make up for the hajj that is obligatory for them. Okay? That is wajib. But rather, they should perform another hajj. The child who reached the age of puberty should perform another hajj, and that's hajj al-Islam. And the slave, if he's freed, should perform another hajj because of the hadith ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu maqal احفظوا عني ولا تقولوا قال ibn Abbas أيما عبد حج به أهله ثم اعتق فعليه الحج وأيما صبي حج به أهله صبي ثم أدرك فعليه حجة الرجل الحديث ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said to the people take this from me and don't say ibn Abbas said and then he said to them, any slave who performed the hajj, because he was with his masters, the people that he's with, and then he was freed, he should make hajj. It's obligatory upon him to perform hajj. And any child who accompanied his family for hajj, and then he, became, he reached the age of puberty, he became obligatory upon him to perform hajj. وقول ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما احفظوا عني ولا تقولوا قال ابن عباس يدل على أنه مرفوع إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. he said and the statement of ابن عباس when he says take this from me and don't say ابن عباس said this is a دليل that this is traced to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. والقادر the sheikh because he's still bringing now details on these five conditions. القادر the one who's able. Who is the last condition? Because the first condition is Islam, then the Aql, Bulu, Hur, and then Qadir. The one who has the ability. This ability is the one who is able to perform Hajj and Umrah physically and financially. Physically able and has the finance too. لقول الله عز وجل ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا. Surah Ali Imran, verse ninety-seven. And it is incumbent upon the people to perform Hajj to the house of Allah and for Allah make Hajj for Allah. That's ikhlas. For those who have the ability to do so, for those who are able to do so. إذا قال الشيخ حفظه الله فمن عجز عن الحج والعمرة 
لهرم أو مرض لا يرجى برؤه أو كان قادرا ببدنه وليس عنده مال يحج به أو يعتمر لم يجب عليه. Now the Sheikh is going to give details to this. He says, so therefore, based on this, anyone who is unable to perform Hajj al-Umr because of, of old age or an illness that it is chronic and permanent, or a person actually able physically but doesn't have the necessity, the, the wealth to make Hajj or to make Umrah, then at this moment, Hajj and Umrah are not obligatory on such person. Not obligatory upon such a person. وَمَنْ عَجَزَ بِبَدَنِهِ وَعِنْدَهُ مَالٌ لَزِمَهُ أَنْ يُنِيبَ مَنْ يَحُجَّ عَنْهُ وَيَعْتَمِرُ The Shaykh now, he add another detail. As for the one who physically is unable, because he's an old man cannot, or woman cannot travel, or because of that chronic illness, he says, but have the ability financially, they have money to make hajj, but they couldn't. He said, then he become incumbent upon that person to find someone to perform hajj on their behalf. And the ulama, they says, will take care of them. Will take care of uh, their means to go and what they need while they stay to perform hajj and come back. That's it. It's not like some people, they do it as a business now. They do it like ads on the internet. We have, they have groups who have people that do hajj for you and how much you pay. Five thousand? Nah, that's nothing. Give me seven thousand. You become a business. Remember, they said that's not permissible. Can't do that. Now, nah, if a person doesn't have the money, alhamdulillah, and another person says, "Look, you make hajj on me or my father," this, just give them what they need, not to turn it as a job. Look, you gotta give me beside my my expenses. You're gonna give me another three thousand dollars. No. Also, that person, it's permissible for others to perform hajj on behalf of somebody else. Okay? And Umrah. Because of the hadith of Abi Razin al-Uqayli, radiyallahu anhu, annahu atta al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, um, mazunzur of Allah, remember the hadith we just mentioned. إن أبي شيخ كبير لا يستطيع الحج والعمرة والضعن. Verily, Abi, my father is an old man. He cannot perform Hajj nor Umrah because he cannot travel. Cannot sit on a camel or on a ride. قال حج عن أبيك واعتمر. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, perform Hajj on your father, on behalf of your father, and perform Umrah on his behalf. وَقَدْ تَقَدَّمَ قَرِيبًا فِي وُجُوبِ الْحَجِّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ We just mentioned this hadith not too long ago in the chapter of the obligation of Hajj al-Umrah. وَلِحَدِيثِ الْفَضْلِ بْنِ عَبَّاسِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا Also, because of this hadith of Al-Fadl ibn Abbas رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا قَالْ He said, جَاءَتِ امْرَأَةٌ مِنْ خَثْعَمْ عَامَ حَجَّةِ الْوَدَاعِ قَالَتْ A woman from the tribe of Khathram, she came in the year of the Hajjat al-Wada' the farewell pilgrimage of the Prophet and she said Ya Rasulullah O Messenger of Allah Inna faridat Allahi ala ibadihi fil hajji adrakat abi shaykhan kabiran la yastati'u an yastawi ala al-rahila this woman she said O Messenger of Allah indeed this farida of Allah the hajj that Allah has made obligatory upon his servants but my, my father is an old man, cannot sit still on the ride. فَهَلْ يَقْضِي عَنْهُ أَنْ أَحُجَّ عَنْهُ فَهَلْ يَقْضِي عَنْهُ أَنْ أَحُجَّ عَنْهُ قَالْ نَعَمْ She said, would it benefit him if I perform hajj on him, on his behalf? The Prophet said yes. said yes. It's correct, correct by Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, 
وفي هذا الحديث أيضا دليل دليل على حج المرأة على الرجل. Also he says in this hadith is a is a proof that the woman can is permissible for a woman to perform hajj on behalf of a man. قال الشيخ ومن مات وهو لم يحج وله مال أخرج من تركته ما يحج به عنه ولغيره أن يحج عنه. Another point here related to this one he said if someone died but they didn't perform Hajj and that person have left some wealth they should take enough from it so that a person will to be used so that a person perform Hajj on his behalf and it is permissible for somebody else to volunteer and perform Hajj without even money or something if somebody volunteers and says I'm making Hajj with my father somebody is like father didn't make Hajj because in some countries a lot of poor people in Africa, in Asia talking about India talking about China Pakistan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan Turkey talking about Africa in Somalia, Kenya, in Ethiopia, in Senegal, in Ghana, in Mali, Morocco, Algeria, name it. These people that really want to make Hajj, but they're very poor, they can't. They really can't have the means to, to travel to make Hajj. So, somebody who have the ability to make Hajj can make Hajj on their behalf, inshallah ta'ala. لحديث بوريدة ابن الحصيب رضي الله عنه وفيه عند حديث أن امرأة ماتت أمها a woman her, her mother died this woman her mother died سألت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت and she asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and said إنها لم تحج قط أفأحج عنها this woman she came and she said to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that her mother who died she never performed حج can I perform حج on her behalf قال حجي عنها رواه مسلم رواه سلسلم says yes perform حج on her behalf you're not confused in here anybody is confused in here it's okay right so now we're talking about if someone did not perform حج نعم so when you say that even my parents died they didn't left any money Yes. If your parents died, rahimahumullah, they didn't perform Hajj and Umrah, they didn't left any money, you, you perform Hajj on them. It's good. You cannot do both in one year. So you choose one year, you do your mother, alhamdulillah. And not in the next year if you have, it's good. If not, whenever you have the money and you do your father. Now, uh, if someone is in the, is, can't financially do Hajj, I know it's not obligatory on what you just said, but say if they know somebody who's there already, can they perform Hajj for them after they've done Hajj with them themselves? Somebody who already there? Yeah, say I know somebody that lives like in Saudi right now. Uh -huh. Can he perform Hajj on my behalf? Not you. Because you, you're not able only financially. Yeah. Because you're able physically. Okay. Your condition may change, inshallah. Okay. Still young, alhamdulillah. All right? Okay. Now. person that died, say for example, they died, but they didn't leave money uh, for how to be performed by someone no. else. What does it come from the inheritance? Is that what, that's how it's understood. What if he leave no money, there is no inheritance. Right? <laughs> if he leaves no money, there is nothing, no inheritance there. Inheritance is Sifr. Tarif Sifr? Sifr. Zero. Zero. And that person who died, mashallah, and they didn't make Hajj because they were poor, there is nothing against them. Because Allah says for those who are able to do this. Some people, mashallah, all their year they want to make hajj and they ask Allah, oh Allah, make it easy for us to make hajj. But they're very poor, they can't. And they died. 
There's nothing against those people. But if somebody else perform Hajj on their behalf, Allah reward them. The Hajj will be for them, and that person, he's, he got a great reward, of course. Clear? But we do condition, though. Who knows the condition? No. Ahsant. Anyone who wants to perform Hajj on behalf of someone, they should perform Hajj for them first. I know. If somebody wants to perform Hajj on behalf of his mother that she died, for example, but he never made Hajj, no, can't do that. Yeah, he can, but he has to do his Hajj first. That's what I mean. And the ulama, he says, even if he went with the intention to make it for his mother, it's going to be for him. Because he didn't make Hajj yet. And then, inshallah, the next year, if he's able, he go make Hajj. Cannot do two Hajj in one year. Cannot go and do two Tawafs. And two prayer. And two Sa'i. And stand in, and, and two Jamarat. And then what are you going to do in Arabah? There's only one Arabah. <coughs> no, he can't do that. No. Um, if she's still alive and, you, and she doesn't have the money, can you pay for her even though you didn't do it? Yes, you can. Well, that's another question. Okay. That's why you're right there, my child. Exactly. Pretend I didn't see you. <laughs> but we get you the answer, inshallah, to that one, okay? Exactly. <clears throat> Good question. قال الشيخ والمرأة القادرة ببدنها ومالها لا تكون مستطيعة إلا بوجود محرم لها يحج معها. Here is the detail that I told you the Sheikh is going to mention that the woman that is able to travel because physically she's sound. Alhamdulillah she's not doesn't have no chronic illness. She's not too old that she can even travel. Okay. And this doesn't mean that she has to be young. No, women, alhamdulillah, they're 50s, 60s, some of them in their 70s, and still able, mashallah, to take care of themselves. Physically, they can travel, they can make hajj. And this woman also, the sheikh says, she's able financially. She have the means. Still, cannot just go ahead and make hajj, unless she has a mahram that perform hajj with her. Okay. Why? Because of the travel. It's not because of the Hajj. It's because of the travel. Because the Prophet says, No woman should travel except with a mahram. No woman should be alone and any man, stranger man, enter upon her. Except with a mahram. فَقَالَ رَجُلُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Then a man says, O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنِّي أُرِيدُ أَنْ أَخْرُجَ فِي جَيْشِ كَذَا وَكَذَا وَمْرَأَةُ تُرِيدُ الْحَجِّ When the Prophet said this, a man says, O Messenger of Allah, I'm, the, I'm deployed to go to such expedition, right? Deployed, right, Allah? Or assigned? I'm deployed to go to, you know, to be sent to such and such expedition, jihad, for jihad. However, my wife, this man says, however, his wife, she's going for hajj. She want to make hajj. <coughs> Prophet said, فَقَالَ أَخْرُجْ مَعَهَا Prophet said to him, go with your wife. Allah Akbar. Look, this man is going for jihad. Prophet said, no, leave jihad, go with your wife. It's collected by Imam al-Bukhari, Imam muslim on the authority of Ibn Abbas The Shaykh explained and said, said in this hadith the Prophet tells this man to leave the jihad. He was going for the jihad so that he can travel with his wife for Hajj. Now here is a question. What if a woman, because some women they do it. Some women they just go. Some women they don't know the ruling. 
other women, the ruling, come to them and they say, look, I gotta do what I gotta do. No. So what is the ruling on their hajj now? She's already made hajj, she's by herself. Some other women, they think like, look, man, the imam with the masjid is going, so I'm going with him. That brother imam is not a mahram. To all the women in the community, he's mahram only to his wife and to his mother and to his daughters and stepdaughters and to his sisters, not sisters in the community. The real sisters from his mother and father or mother or father. This is an aunts and grandmothers and the like. His nieces. The imam is not the mahram for all the women. And this is the mistake of some man who is ignorant. Oh yeah, my wife, she's going to go with the brother Imam. Yeah, is that right? Can't. It's not permissible. So what is the, is that, is the, is her hajj, the woman that performed hajj without mahram? What is the ruling on her hajj? قال الشيخ ولو حجت المرأة بغير محرم صح حجها وأثمت لسفرها بدون محرم. كذلك قول الشيخ بن باز رحمه الله تعالى. The Sheikh mentioned this, and this is also a statement of our noble Sheikh, Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah, and other mashayikh, that if the woman performed hajj without mahram, her hajj is sound. Of course, if she followed the sunnah and did what she's supposed to do. However, she's sinful. Why is she sinful? Because she didn't drink more zamzam? Why is she sinful? She traveled without a mahram. Because she traveled without a mahram. Because she traveled without a mahram. See? The Sheikh says, because the presence of a mahram, that male, not a female, a male that is able, alright, able to be a mahram, fits to be a mahram is a condition for travel, not for Hajj. It is, it is a condition, actually he said, is it a condition? Let me rephrase this, forget what I just said right now. I wasn't thinking, right. Actually the Sheikh is, I'll take that back, that last statement. The Sheikh says, actually, the Mahram is a condition that makes the Hajj obligatory upon the woman, not sound. Okay? It is a condition related to the obligation. So if the woman don't have this, it's not obligatory upon her to make Hajj. وَلِلْمَرْأَ الَّتِي فِي مَكَّةَ أَنْ تَحُجَّ مَعَ رُفْقَةٍ مَأْمُونَةٍ لِأَنَّ الْحَجَّ مِنْ مَكَّةَ لَا سَفَرَ فِيهِ فَلَا يُشْتَرُبُ لَمَحْرُمُ See, that's why the Sheikh now he says, the woman that live in Mecca, she's already in Mecca. It's permissible for her to perform Hajj as long as she finds good companions. They say a man, a group, couple of men traveling with their wives and she stay with the women, mashallah, that's good. That they are trustworthy, they have taqwa, it's okay. Why? Because the Hajj in Mecca, there is no travel. Going from Mecca to Mina to Arafah, there's no travel involved. فَلَا يُشْتَرَطُ لَهُ الْمَحْرَمُ and the ulama, they mentioned that also what we learn from them is that if a man, for example, doesn't have the time to make hajj, but have the time to travel. Yes, if this man do this, for example, a man doesn't have the time to make hajj. But if he travel with his wife from here, for example, until Mecca, and leave her with trustworthy companions, family and this and he comes back and he go back and bring her back it's okay they said, that's okay that's okay, no I have two questions yes it's, uh, regarding the suppose it's a divorced woman hmm? divorced woman divorced? yeah, she, she's separated from husband uh -huh. and she doesn't have maybe her no brother and father is dead uh -huh. so if she wants to make her house she, will she don't make her she waits because Allah says she's not able. She just be patient until she remarried or something, inshallah. Now. And the second question is regarding that financial ability. Suppose 
my financial ability is my family, me and my family, right? mm -hmm. not my siblings, no. those who are already married, but their family have lots of financial problems. It is not my things to yes. follow that financial problems. Only my, if I am able, my financially, I will go hard. No. I do, I do not have to take care of my siblings. No, no, no. Uh, the, the, the people that you're in charge of, that they are under your authority, your family, your parents, these are you to take care of them is obligatory upon you. So if, for example, you have your own house or you're renting, for example, there is enough food, alhamdulillah, enough, the bills are paid, and then you have extra enough to go for hajj, and also enough for them until you come back from Hajj, then you go. But for my married siblings, I don't have to No, no, the other ones, your, uh, your, your cousins and them, you help them, you're helping them. Because it's not obligatory upon you to, to send the money or to take care of them. Okay? So. Now, now the Sheikh is going to mention who is the mahram of the, for the woman. Okay? قَالَ وَمَحْرَمُ الْمَرْأَةِ زَوْجُهَا ومن تحرم عليه على التأبيد بنسب أو سبب ملاح مباح. Who is the mahram that the woman should travel with? Her husband. Or any man that it is strictly forbidden for her to marry him forever. Or for a valid reason. So because Due to lineage, this is this says is, is her husband or another man other than the husband that is strictly forbidden for her to marry him forever due to lineage or valid reason. As for the lineage, like her father, he says, her son, her brother, her uncle. The, her paternal uncle and her <coughs> maternal uncle because in Arabic it is two Ammuha wa Khaluha and the Mahram due to a valid reason such as nursing, cycling okay so a man may be her father by cycling okay her father by nursing because she drank the, the milk, okay, he's married to a woman and, and uh, she has a baby and she was cycled by his wife, so he became her father by cycling. And also a son, he became a man, became her son, because she breastfed him, she breastfed him and he became her son. Akhuha. She breastfed from a woman to have another boy, and he became her brother by cycling, by breastfeeding. And, and likewise, he, uh, also she can have a paternal uncle, a maternal uncle through the breastfeeding. Okay? See how it is? Wa imma bi musahara, or by marriage, through marriage contracts. Ka abi zawjiha, like the father of her husband. What's, what what does what they say here? Her father in law. In law, right? Not outlaw. Wabnuhu <laughs> and his son. And also her mother's husband, her stepfather, who have consummated the marriage with her mother. This condition become mahram for her. Her son-in-law, who married her one, her daughter. Right? He says, so therefore, not included, not included in this, الملاعن. فإن الملاعنة تحرم الملاعنة تحرم عليه على التأبيد ولا يكون محرم لها. Except for in this case. I'm going to explain to you this case first. We have this thing called mula'ana in the Qur'an. When a man accuses his wife with adultery and she denies. 
Okay? He will swear four times that he's speaking the truth and the fifth that the curse of Allah upon him if she's truthful. She will push this punishment away and this accusation away by swearing four times too, okay? A lie. This is called mula'ana because it involves the curse. Because her too, she says, and the curse of Allah upon her if he's truthful. And the Prophet when he did this, he said to them, he said to that man, that woman, Allah knows that one of you is a liar. One of you, so, but if they did it this way, both of them, the man didn't say, oh, I'm sorry because I, I lied on her. I'm astaghfirullah, which is good for him. The woman, she didn't say, yeah, he's right. But why he didn't say it? Well, I was, you know, Allah musta'an. That's still good for her. Now, they're both. This man said she did it. And he swear by Allah four times. And the fifth, the wrath of Allah upon him. Or the curse of Allah upon him. And the likewise she did. She swore four times that she didn't do anything, that he's a liar. And the fifth one, may the wrath or the curse of Allah upon her, if he's truthful. Then at that time, they separate between them forever. He can never, ever marry that woman again. If he happens like this. But this man can never be mahram to that woman. Because, why the shaykh said this? Because he says, Anyone who can never marry the woman can be mahram, right? Except for this guy right here. Alright? Except for this man that I just told you his story, okay? And he's any man, by the way, right? And also we finish this, inshallah. And also, um, the woman, the, 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 the person that a woman she's not cannot be mahram for her if this woman she she is not permissible for him to marry but for a while such as who can tell me an example he has a wife her sister because her sister he cannot marry her while he's married her, her both but still cannot be her mahram. Why? Because if he divorced the one, he can marry the other one. Or ammatuha. He's married a woman. Her aunt. He cannot have both of them. The woman and her aunt. Insane. But she still not, not, cannot be mahram. Khala. Ibnatu akhiha. Ibnatu ukhtiha. La yakunu mahram allaha. Lianna min shartil mahram lilmar'an tahrum alayha ala ta'beed. He says because... One of the conditions for a man to be a mahram for the woman, that that woman is forbidden for him to marry forever. Not just for a period. If he's married a woman, if he divorced her or she died, he can marry her aunt. It was only for a period. Now, what makes him a mahram for a woman is that he's is strictly forbidden, the shaykh says, for him to marry her for forever, except for who? The mula'ana, except that husband that she has, and then after the mula'ana, after the curse involved, then, based on what I told you of the story, then yes, it is forbidden for him forever, can never marry her, but still cannot be mahram for her. Hada wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam